Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Tonight we're going to get into 2 Samuel chapter 8 and 9, 1 Chronicles chapter 18. Psalms as well. As always, reading these scriptures is and, and discussing these scriptures with you is awesome. And, and uh, so it's good to see you guys. Let's see what we have. And we have um Kalamentos says, Shalom to all. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Wow, yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Continuing here, uh, when Paul came, became the apostle for the Gentiles, Jeeve, him, the gospel for us, which is salvation by faith alone in the finished work on the cross. Also, see how Jesus died for us, shedding his blood for us, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Yeah, okay. Um, it's amazing. It's, let's take it one step at a time here. And they say, uh, I'm not an Israelite Jew, so I don't take so I don't take the words of Jesus and apply them to me today. So I would say, okay, so you don't take when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I, I, I take that. Uh, that's also, I mean, let's not pick and choose, right? Let, let's you take it all or not at all. If, if, if the words are not for you, that must not be for you. When, when Jesus said, um, come unto me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, that must not be for you either. Right? That's only for the Jews, right? It's not for the Gentiles. See, this is the thing. Whoever says that kind of thing, they are actually a little bit closer to the truth than what I would call nominal Christians because they realize that Yeshua teaches something completely different than Paul. And so because of that, they write it off as, well, he, he just, he's for the Jews only. Well, if that's the case. I mean, well, I mean, Jesus, you'd say, is the Jewish Messiah for the Jews only. Then I guess uh, it's not for you then. Yeshua didn't come for you. Yeshua's not for you. When Yeshua said, this is my blood, this is the blood of the new covenant that I give in for forgiveness of your sins, I guess that's not for, the, for you either, right? That's not for you either. That's only for the Jews. Remember, because he only came for the Jews. Yeah, one John says, uh, people tell him, when Paul became an apostle for the Gentiles, Jesus gave him the gospel for us, which is salvation by faith alone in the finished work of, on the cross. Again, you know, these people are very, very narrow-minded. I mean, they're so narrow-minded, they can look through a keyhole with both eyes. The, the problem is, is they, they fail to see that Yeshua, Jesus, made uh, all of his disciples, the 12 disciples, uh, long before Paul came on the scene, he made the 12 disciples uh, apostles to the Gentiles. Some people might say, well, what do you mean? How can, how can, uh, you know, how can that happen? Paul is the only one that's for the Gentiles. No. You see, when Yeshua rose from the dead, it says in the Gospels, in, in Mark and in Matthew, it says that he went, and also in Luke as well, he went and he spoke to his 12 disciples. He told them, um, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What gospel? Of course, the same gospel that he was preaching. Right, because he was the rabbi. They are the disciples, which are the students. So 
they were fully trained at that point in time. Basically, uh, you know, the school was over. They graduated. They got the they got the degree, and it's time for them to go out and go into all the world. Notice Yeshua didn't say go into just the Jewish people. You know, you guys are only for the Jewish people because I didn't call Paul yet because Paul is my man for the for the Gentiles. No, he said go into all the world, which means all of the Gentiles, the Gentile nations. So he made them apostles. He made all 12 apostles uh, to the Gentiles. And that's not including Paul, by the way. A lot of people don't realize that. Okay, so for those of you on TikTok, I am live streaming as well uh, on YouTube. I'm live streaming, multi-streaming, I guess you would call it, on both uh, YouTube and TikTok. What I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to read from 2 Samuel chapter 8, chapter 9, 1 Chronicles chapter 18, and, and Psalms 50, 53, and 75. We'll, we'll discuss it. And um, again, if you have any questions, comments, feel free to drop that in the live chat. Let's begin. Now, for those of you who are on TikTok, if you want to join me on YouTube, you guys would like it better over there because um, I can share my. Okay, I can't do that on TikTok. But on YouTube, I can share my screen so you guys can read along with me. If you're interested in doing that, just go over to YouTube, search for Chris Rock, and you'll find me live right now on YouTube. Christopher Enoch on YouTube. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 1, where David defeated the Philistines and subdued them. And David took control of the chief city from the hand of the Philistines. He defeated Moab and measured them with the line, making them lie down on the ground. And he, met, and he measured two lines to put to death and a full line to keep alive. And the Moabites became friends to David, bringing tribute. Let me just stop here for a second. Because you see, David really has Moabite blood in him because of Ruth. So David has Moabite blood in him because of Ruth, and he does this. But, you know, in accordance with uh, the law, the, uh, because Ruth was a Moabite, it, done, it didn't really mean as uh, Ruth's husband was not a Moabite. So that was the dominant factor that passed down through the generations, not so much uh, Ruth's um, legal status, I guess you would call it. Verse 3. Then David defeated Hadadezer, the son of Rehob, king of Zobah, as he went to restore his power at the Euphrates River. Now again, in the uh, original, we don't see the word Euphrates in there. And this is uh, signified here in, in this translation because Euphrates is in italics, which tells us that this is not in the original manuscripts. So basically, it says uh, he went to reach power at the river, at the river, which would be uh, assumed that it was a Euphrates river. And David captured him from 1,700 horsemen and 20-foot soldiers and David hamstrung almost all the chariot horses, but left enough of them for a hundred chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 men among the Arameans. 
Then David put garrisons among the Arameans of Damascus, and the Arameans become servants to David, bringing tribute. And the Lord helped David wherever he went. David took the shields of gold, which were carried by the servants of Hadadezer, and brought them to Jerusalem. And from Beta and Berothai, cities of Hadadezer, King David took a very large amount of bronze. Now when Toy, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated the whole army of Hadadezer, Toy sent his son Yoram to King David to greet him and to bless him because he had fought Hadadezer and defeated him. For Hadadezer had been at war with Toy, and Yoram brought him with him articles of silver, gold, and bronze. King David also consecrated these gifts to the Lord with the silver and gold that he consecrated from all the nations which he had subdued, from Aram, Moab, the sons of Ammon, the Philistines, Amalek, and from the royals of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. So David made a name for himself when he returned from killing 18,000 Arameans in the Valley of Salt. He also put garrisons in Edom, and uh, in all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became, and all the Edomites uh, became servants of David or to David, I should say. And the Lord helped David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, excuse me, Zeruiah or Zeruiah, commander over the army, and Yahat, the son of Ahilud, was secretary. Zadok, the son of Ahitub, Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priests, and Seraiah was scribe. Aniah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites, and David's sons were chief ministers. Second Samuel chapter 9. Then David said, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul, so that I could show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Again, when it says the house of Saul, it means simply the family of Saul. Verse 2. Now there was a servant of, of the house of Saul, Saul, whose name was Ziba. And they summoned him to David. And the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. Then the king said, Is there no one remaining of the house of Saul to whom I should I could show kindness of the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan one who is disabled in both feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodibar. Then King David sent messengers who brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar, Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and prostrated himself. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, here is your servant. Then David said to him, do not be afraid, for I will surely show kindness 
to you for the sake of your father, Jonathan. Now I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul. For you yourself shall eat at my table regularly. Again, he prostrated himself and said, What is your servant that you should be concerned about a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant, Ziba, and said to him, Everything that belonged to Saul and to his house, I have given your master's grandson. You and your sons, and you cultivate the land for him, and you shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson will have food to eat. Nevertheless, Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall eat it regularly. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, In accordance with everything that my lord the king commands his servant, so your servant will do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table as one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a, had a young son whose name was Micah. Micah, by the way, it means who is or who is like. And, and all who lived in the house of Ziba were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he ate at the king's table regularly. And he was disabled in, two, in his two feet. Now, let's j- jump on over to First Chronicles chapter 18. Now, uh, many of you know that Chronicles uh, is Midrash, actually. It's, it's a commentary, almost like a Targum of first, first and Second Samuel and Second Kings, all put together in First and Second Chronicles. So, First and Second Chronicles chapter 18 is basically goes over what we just read in, in Second Samuel chapter 8 and 9. First Chronicles chapter 18, verse 1. Now, now, after this, it came about that David defeated the Philistines and subdued them and took Gath and its towns from the hand of the Philistines. And he defeated Moab. The became servants to David, bringing tribute. David also defeated David. King of Zobah, as far as Hamath, a thousand chariots and seven thousand horsemen and twenty thousand foot soldiers. And David hamstrung almost all the chariot horses, but left enough of them for a hundred chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David killed twenty two thousand men of the Arameans. Then David put garrisons among the Arameans of Damascus and became servants to David. David bringing tribute, and the Lord helped David wherever he went. And David took shields of gold with wit carried uh, by, by the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. So from Teba and Kun, cities of Hadadezer, David took a very large amount of bronze with which Solomon made the bronze sea and, and the pillars and the bronze utensils. Now, when spelt differently, and uh, in the footnotes it says here, Tau is toy. Okay. So, again, um, you know, we have a name differently, um, pronounced differently, but it's the same person. Just because a name is pronounced 
pronounced differently or spoke differently doesn't mean it's a different person. It's the same person. I have to say that because a lot of people, when it comes to the name of Yeshua or the name of Yahuwah or the name of Yah, people would say, well, that's not how you pronounce it or whatever the case is. Listen, uh, you look at all the way through the scriptures and we have names that are pronounced different ways, even spelled different ways, and sometimes very different ways. And yet we know they are the same person. Continuing with First Chronicles chapter 18, verse 9, now when Tau... This is Toy of 2 Samuel. King of Hamath heard that he defeated all the army of Hadadezer, Zobah. He sent Hadoram, his son, to King David to greet him and to bless him. Because he had fought against Hadadezer and had defeated him, for Hadadezer had been at war with Tau, and Hadoram brought all kinds of articles of gold and silver and bronze. King David also dedicated these to the Lord with the silver and the gold, which he had carried away from all the nations, from Edom, Moab, the sons of Ammon, the Philistines, and from Amalek. Moreover, Abishai, the son of Zuriah, defeated 18 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. Then he put garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites uh, became servants to David, and the Lord helped David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and he administered justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, or Joab, the son of Zariah, was over, and Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was secretary, and Sadok, the son of Ahitub, and Abimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priests, and Shavshah was secretary, and Benaiah, uh, and Benaiah, the son of Oyeda, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites, and the sons of David were chiefs at the king's side. All right. So, see, we got people here um, over on TikTok that are sharing this video. Thank you very much for sharing. Those of you who are on YouTube, if you, if you know of anybody that would benefit from what we're doing, share it. Thank you very much, Justin. I appreciate that over there on TikTok. Um, thank you also for the likes. As always, as it says here, more likes can attract viewers. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Also, YouTube and in the other platforms as well. Make sure you drop a like. So, uh, next reading will be from Psalms. Psalm 50. Psalm 50. God, the judge of the righteous and the wicked. You know what that makes you know, it makes me it makes me it makes me think of how people say, "Well, God is love." Okay, so it says God is love, you know, but they don't say God is judge. Hardly ever do they say that God is love. God is love, but how, how often do you hear God is judge? You hear it, but not that often. Psalm fifty, beautiful psalm. God, this the judge of, of the righteous and the wicked. By the way, judging the judging uh, God being the judge of the righteous doesn't mean he condemns the righteous. Doesn't mean he judges them in con condemnation. It means he judges them. You know, judgment can be in your favor, not in your, um, not against you. So God always drops favorable judgments for the righteous, but not so favorable for the wicked. 
Psalm 50 verse 1, the mighty one, God, the Lord has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty God has shown. May our God come and not be silent. Fire devours before him. And a storm is violently raging around him. Let me stop because this is amazing. This is something that, because a lot of you, you feel like you're going through a storm. You're a storm. Do not give up. Because you see, Psalm 50, Psalm, Psalm 50, verse 3, it says, a fire devours before him. Do you feel like you're in the fire right now? Well, that means you're right before the Lord. Stay there. It will pass, and, and God will come. You feel like you're in a storm right now? It says, a storm is violently raging around him, around God. So the idea is, if you're going through a storm right now, make sure you go through the storm, right? Go through the storm. Don't get stuck in the middle of it. Go through the storm because God is there. God is there. God is in the, is like the calm in the midst of the storm, so to speak. You got God in the midst of the storm. It's so beautiful. I'll continue reading Psalm 50. Thank you very much for the likes, Emily. I appreciate that. Over there on TikTok. By the by, the way, those of you on TikTok, I directions. I'm, I'm looking at different cameras. Psalm chapter fifty, verse four. Summons the heavens above and the earth to judge his people. Quote: Gather my godly ones to me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Unquote. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God Himself is judge, Selah. Hear my people who speak, Israel, I will testify against you. I am your God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices, and your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house, nor male goats from your folds. For every animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I every bird of the mountains. I, you know what? This must be where, where Jesus got the, you know, the teaching that one little bird will fall to the ground without the father knowing it. You know, it's, it's right here in the Psalms, verse 50, or Psalm 50, excuse me, verse 11. God says, I know every bird of the mountains and everything that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and everything it contains. See, what's God trying to say there? He's trying to say, there's no reason for me to tell you if I'm hungry because everything's mine anyway. I can just take it. <laughs> I can just, I, it's right there. It's mine. I don't need to ask anybody for anything. Verse 13. Shall I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of male goats? Offer God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me on the day of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will honor me. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that beautiful? 
But to the wicked, God says, okay, so all that was for the righteous, right? All that was for the righteous. So Psalm 50, verse 16, but to the wicked, God says, what right do you have to tell me, to tell of my statutes and to take my covenant in your mouth? You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of John the Baptist, when people came to him for to be baptized and for repentance. And he's like, who warned you wrath to come, you brood of vipers? It's almost like, it's almost like you're not even worthy of this. You know what I mean? That's the way, it's, it, that's kind of like the tone that you get when you read that in the Gospels. It's like John the Baptist is like saying, who are you? Who, who warned you of the wrath to come? Like, you're not even worthy of the warning. What are you doing here? Again, Psalm 50, verse 16, but to the wicked God says, what right do you have to tell me of, tell of my statutes and to take my covenant in your mouth? For you yourself hate discipline and you throw my words behind you. Oh, how many people do that today? Right? Lots of people. Verse 18, when you see a thief, you become friends with him and you associate with adulterers. You let your mouth loose in evil, and your tongue harnesses deceit. You sit and speak against your mother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I have kept, I kept silent. You thought, oh, this is a beautiful one. This is great. You thought that I was just like you. I, I got to stop here for just a moment because there are so many people like this. They think God is just like them, right? You know people like that, right? They think that Jesus is just like them. You know, they're sitting there, you know, sitting back. Maybe they're, you know, whatever they're doing, poking, smoking, whatever they're doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Jesus would be right here doing doing, doing it with me. Um, excuse me. I, I don't think so. Jesus was not like you. Yeshua was not like you. God is not like you. So many people believe that, right? People in the world, people in the church, so many people believe, oh yeah, you know, they project themselves on God, basically. This is so powerful. Psalm 50, verse 21. You thought that I was just like you. No, the next line here is just some, I will rebuke you and present the case before your eyes. Now consider this, you who forget God, or I will tear you in pieces and there will be none to save you. He who offers sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. And to him who sets his way properly, I will show the salvation of God. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's skip on over to Psalm 53. We're on a roll now. Psalm 53. Very similar topic. For the music, uh, for the music director, according to the Mahalath, um, the skill of David, the Mahalath, it says here, footnotes is like a sad tone, like a, like a sad song. A mesquil, a mesquil, uh, it says possibly contemplative, didactic, or skillful psalm. Verse 1. Now this is just like, this is like a repeat of Psalm 14. 
Psalm 53 is, a, is just like a repeat of Psalm 14. But listen to this. Those of you who know Christians that they, they, need, they need to go to that next level in God, send them a message right now. Send them a message. Tell them to tune in because I'm going to be talking about something very, just in a minute here, I'm going to be talking about something very, very important. Psalm 53, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is God. They are corrupt and have, be, and have committed abominable injustice. They're no one who does good. God has looked down from heaven. Excuse me. God has looked down from heaven upon the sons of mankind to see if there is anyone who understands, who seeks after God. Every one of them has turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Have the workers of injustice no knowledge, who eat up my people like they eat bread, and have not ca called upon God? They were in great fear there, where no fear had been. For God scattered the him who encamped against you. You put them to shame because God has rejected them. Oh, that salvation, the salvation of Israel would come from, from Zion when God the for, the fortune people. Jacob shall rejoice, Israel shall, shall be glad. Okay, so here's the thing. This is quoted a lot in, in, in church today quote in christian sir no one is good all right are there who is who does good not even one okay and we know that uh, apostle paul would uh quotes it but he actually he actually misquotes it because he says there's none righteous no not one um there's a difference between good and righteous good in in this particular context is the hebrew word tov uh as in righteous means is the hebrew word sadiq the way it is presented in, in Christian circles today is that there is, there is no such thing as a, as a righteous man, a righteous woman. Uh, no such thing as um, a Sadiq. But that's not the truth. Um, and, and furthermore, the context of this psalm is not talking about everybody. It's talking about it. We got a we got a very specific profile here painted out for us. Number one, it says the fool has said in his heart, "There's no God." Right up, right off the top, it says these people do not believe in God. Okay, they do not believe in God. It's not talking about everybody. Number two, the second attribute of this of the people who belong to this profile, they are corrupt. Number three, they commit abominable injustice. Okay. It says they have all turned aside. They have become uh, corrupt. Uh, they have no knowledge. They eat up God's people like they eat bread. Now, notice there, there's a difference here between them and God's people. We have the perpetrators, and then we have the victims. The perpetrators are the ones who are, there is none good, no, not one, not even one. That's not talking about God's people. Because God's people does not fit this profile. Yes, they do. It's not like they're, they're all atheists. They believe in God. They don't, they, they don't all commit abominable injustice, okay? As it, as it explains in verse 1, they, they don't all, like, they, they don't all lack knowledge, according to verse 4. It's, they don't all... Like not everyone 
in the world eat up God's people like they eat bread. And it says here, and, and have not called upon God. They were in great fear where no fear had been. Okay? So these people are atheists. They don't pray. They don't seek God. In fact, they, they oppress and persecute the children of God. Those are the ones that are not good, not even one. Okay? And I know that some people might say, well, well, but it says here, and I've had someone say this to me, but it says God looked down from, uh, from heaven upon the sons of mankind to see if there's anyone who understands it, who seeks after God. Every one of them has turned aside, have become corrupt. There's no, uh, no one who does good, not even one. And I've had people say, well, it says upon the sons of mankind. Isn't it, doesn't that mean everybody? Again, let's, let's, take, let's take off the blinders, okay? A lot of these Christians are like horses, right? They got blinders. They don't see everything. They only, they only focus in on like a verse or two, and they can't really open their eyes to see it all. The sons of mankind is obviously he's not talking about everybody because it's, it, it, we have a very clear portrait painted for us here. Someone who is a fool, someone who is corrupt, someone who is eat the people of God like bread. Uh, people who do not call upon God, people who who do not seek after God. It, it, it explains the whole thing here. Those are the people who are not good. Those are the people who are not good, not even one. Because you see, and I, I, I'm, I'm actually in the process right now of making, um, writing uh, a blog for my blog, uh, an article on how many times God refers to people as quote-unquote, righteous. From Genesis to Malachi, from Genesis, Genesis to Malachi, so far I have found 69 clear cases, 69 clear cases of, of when God says he is righteous, she is righteous, the group, they are righteous. We got righteous people, righteous people there. So, no, God cannot say 69 times. There's this one's righteous, that one's righteous, they're righteous, they are righteous. The people over here, you better hang out. Hang out with the righteous. Hey, you know, treat the righteous people good, don't oppress the righteous. And then turn around and say, oh, there's none righteous. It makes sense. When when you see a contradiction like that, you gotta you gotta say, what's going on here? Well, first of all, again, Paul, the way quoted it and the way it's translated from Paul and the way it appears it looks like like it's it's it does it's not a per, it's not a good quote like it says righteous where it doesn't really say righteous it says there's none good no not one however about a specific everybody everywhere because we know even the, the psalmist himself david himself who wrote this psalm is a man after god's own heart right he's after god god's own heart Therefore, he definitely does not fit this profile. He doesn't. He openly proclaims and worships God. You know, he doesn't. Um, he, he doesn't have no knowledge. He, he doesn't eat God's people up like bread. You know, he doesn't. Uh, um, you know, ignore. It says here, people who do not seek God. Let us, please, 
do yourself a favor. It's very, very important. When you're reading the scriptures, so when you're reading the Bible, look at the whole scope of scripture. Do not take verse here, one verse there, pick out little, you know, cherry pick. Don't do that. Look at the entire scope. Because we can take, oh, you see, it says there's none righteous here. Oh, Paul says there's none righteous over there. They're righteous. Therefore, we can make a selling point here to sell our, our, our religion. No. It should not be like that. Because God said at least 69 times that there are righteous people, including the New Testament. For example, Luke chapter 1, verse of that. So, very, very important that people understand that. Psalm chapter 60. Psalm 60. Now, again, for those of you who are on TikTok, I, I am all live on YouTube now as well. Uh, if you want to um, see what I'm reading, I'm doing a screen share right now on YouTube. Just go over there, go over to YouTube, search for Christopher Enoch. Christopher Enoch, you'll find my channel there. I'm live right now, and you can actually read along with me. Psalm 60, for the music director, according to Shushan Eduth. Again, in the footnotes, it's different. Shushan, here, literally, the little testimony. Shushan Eduth. A meek Tom of Dan, possibly Aplicrum. A meek Tom given to teach when he fought with Aram Naharaim and Aham Aram Zoba and Yoab returned and killed 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. Verse 1 God, you have rejected us, you have broken us. You have become angry. Restore us. You have made me. You have made the land. You have it open. Heal its cracks for its sways. You have made your people experience hardship. You have given us wine that makes us stagger. You have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be because of the truth. Your beloved may be rescued. Save us with your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. Quote, I triumph. I, I will divide up Shechem. Measure out the valley of Sukkot. Gilead is mine. Asha is mine. Ephraim also is, my, is the helmet of mine. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washbowl. I will throw my sandal over Edom. Shout loud, Philistia, because of me. Let me just for a second, because I just I gotta tell you what I'm thinking, what's in my mind right now. As I'm reading this, you notice how God takes like nation by nation or tribe by tribe and says, You are this to me. Like Ephraim, you are a helmet. Judah, you are a scepter. Uh, Moab, um, I will throw my sandal over Edom. It's like, a, you're my, uh, what would you call it? Like a foot uh, or uh, shoe rack or something like that. Um, I believe 
of all the evidence that I've seen over the years, I believe that Ethiopia is God's time capsule. Many things have been kept in Ethiopia. Many things have been preserved in Ethiopia. We have the Book of Enoch. We have the Book of Jubilees. We have many very interesting um, writings, books. Uh, um, the writings of Peter to Clement. And again, I do believe there's a good amount of evidence that Ethiopia also has the Ark of the Covenant as well, as well as many of the other, uh, which they actually show on many other um, temple. And so I do believe that Ethiopia is God's time capsule. God's time capsule. By the way, over there on YouTube, we got Caballero says, how wonderful are the Psalms? Amen and welcome, brother. Good to see you. The Tower Time says, Shalom, brothers and sisters. Bless you all. Shalom and welcome and blessings multiplied back to you, brother. Good to see you. And welcome to those of you on TikTok as well. We are reading through the Psalms right now. We just got through reading Second uh, Samuel, a couple chapters. Chapters there, First Chronicles, a uh, chapter there, the Psalms, and uh, also doing what we're doing right now, going through the, the live chat and um, and and uh, chatting, talking to one another. So let's um, let's continue with this. It's a Psalm chapter sixty, Psalm sixty. Um, so I will throw my sandal over a dome. Shout uh, shout loud, Philistia, because of me. Verse 9, who will bring me into the besieged city? Who will lead me to a dome? Have you yourself to us, God? And will you not go out with our armies, God? Oh, give us help against the enemy. For rescue by man is worthless. Through God, we will do valiantly. And it is he who will trample down our enemies. Next up, Psalm 75. Psalm 75. God humbles the proud and exalts the righteous. What a wonderful, wonderful truth this is that we read throughout the, the, uh, the scriptures, by the way. We read this throughout the scriptures, how God humbles the proud. And exalts the righteous. For the music director, set to all Tashe, a psalm of Asaph, a song. Verse 1. We give thanks to you, God. We give thanks. For your name is near. People declare your wonder, wonder, wondrous works. When I an an appointed time, when it is, uh, it is I who judge fairly. The earth and all who inhabit it are unsteady. In the footnotes, it says, literally totter. It is I who have firmly set its pillars. Selah. I said to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with insolent pride. Uh, the horn is a symbol of 
Hide. Verse 6. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert comes exaltation, but God is judge. God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For a cup is in the hand of the Lord, and the wine foams. It is well mixed, and he pours out of this. Certainly all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, and he will cut off all the but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, so that that um that concludes the scripture reading for tonight. And we don't have a whole lot of chatter in the live chat. Um, so if you have any questions or comments you want to leave, do so now or at least tonight, hold your peace. Um, we will be back, Lord willing, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we will be back with Dr. Snyder. Is a very, very interesting, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome um, uh, interview and, and uh, uh, show tomorrow night. It will be uh, 7 o'clock in the evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, same time, same place. Because on, on TikTok, it, you will not be able to see Dr. Talk. You will be able to see him on YouTube. Very, very sorry, but my live streaming software is not compatible with TikTok. I, I should say TikTok is not compatible with the live streaming software, um, which is uh, which is unfortunate. But I will be um, TikTok anyway. The problem is you guys will only be seeing me and not my not my guest. So if you guys think this is interesting at all, tomorrow we will will have Dr. Snyder on from uh, the uh, Vero Essene Yahad. Okay, uh, he has. Um, uh, if I just pull up, um, let me see here. He has a YouTube channel, and on his YouTube channel, he's got a description uh basically of himself let me just read it here um jackson snyder and i'll read this is from his about page he said i'm a scholar composer author podcaster and pastoral minister i always compose each of these each of these facets of my work based in Vero Beach, Florida. Content is still king. If you are interested in biblical difficulties or obscurities, current events, or unorthodox music, you have come to the right place. Okay, so very interesting. Um, he will be with us tomorrow night. He will be talking about the Apostle Paul. And he will also be talking about the martyrdom of James. Something that everyone should be very well versed in. I mean, hey, if you are a believer, you believe in Yeshua, you believe, uh, you know, you are part of the family, so to speak, you need to know exactly what happened to James. 
Uh, it's a piece of church history. And so Do Dr. Snyder will be on with us tomorrow to talk about that. Um, again, he'll also be talking about the Apostle Paul as well. He's going to start out talking about the Apostle Paul. Then he'll go into the martyrdom of James. We will also have, um, Lord willing, again, we will also have uh, Mr. Will Davis with us from Sheepdog Ministries. Um, he's got a TikTok channel, TikTok page over there on TikTok, and he will be with us as well. Um, so make sure you mark that on your calendars, and uh, hopefully I'll see you there tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. Every Saturday, we go live at 2 p.m. Eastern, um, and it's just a Open live fellowship, uh, Shabbat fellowship. I look forward to that as well. So, make sure you guys are, um, make sure you get ready for tomorrow night. Amen. As always, you guys are awesome. Um, I appreciate every one of you. Love you guys. And I'll see you again tomorrow night over there on TikTok. We have uh, Caballero. Says thank you, Christopher. Good night. See you. Uh, see you tomorrow. Thank you very much, Caballero. Good night. Blessings multiplied to you. And one John says thanks, Christopher. Shalom. Thank you very much. And thanks you guys on TikTok as well. I appreciate every one of you. So I'll see you again tomorrow night, seven p.m. Don't miss it. Doctor Snyder, Brother Will, and we'll be discussing many, many very. Interesting things about Paul and the martyrdom of James. And I'm sure we'll get into a, a different rabbit trails as well. So come tomorrow, bring your friends, your family, bring your questions and your comments. It's going to be an awesome time. As always, as always, I pray for each one of you. Dean says, Shalom, brother. Shalom. Awesome. Good to see you. I'm just closing out here. And tomorrow night, I'll be back 7 p.m. Eastern with Dr. Snyder and Brother Will. Okay, guys, as always, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen, amen. See you guys tomorrow.